up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Drive-In Speaker Box podcast. It is January 8th, 2024. New year, new well, same us, uh, but I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. And we've got a show for you. If you're, you're just now tuning in, this is your first episode ever. Maybe you're like sitting at home, your New Year's resolution is, man, I need to listen to more good podcasts about movies. And someone said, hey, you got to check out this other podcast. And you listened to it, and we were in like some ad, and then you took a chance on us. So thank you for tuning in, How, however it is you found us. But uh, for the next hour-ish... 45 remaining minutes or whatever we have of the show, we're going to be talking about movies. We're going to talk about what's in theaters, what's coming in theaters, what's been making money, what hasn't been making money, what's in production, what is getting canceled, uh, people that died. Like, this is what we do. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about Golden Globes because uh, I know that's a hot topic right now, but we don't think award shows are worth really talking about here on the show because it's, sure. a, it's a lot of wankery. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah, but uh, I will say, I mean, if we're just going to go ahead and start talking about the the Golden Globes, uh, Beef, like, set a lot of um, Golden Globe records, um, which is actually probably newsworthy. Uh, It's a show on Netflix about a feud between Steven Yeun and Ali Wong, uh, these road raid characters, uh, like a comedy drama series. Uh, It won, both actors got Golden Globes, Best Actor and Best Actress, along with Best Miniseries. Um, It, you know, um, and of course, everyone's like, oh, and they're all Asian, you know, and so that's newsworthy. Um, So uh, instead of just going, these are talented artists, you know, and maybe we should just... you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, you, if you listen to the show a lot, you know that we are all about equality and, and making sure that there's inclusion. But when you heavy hand something and make something a deal, it feels really awkward and feels like you're you're just riding the opposite spectrum. Of- yeah, that was one of the things I saw because the, the news today was, of course, just filled with Golden Globe nonsense. And one of them was like some lady that won... And it's like, this marks the first time that someone of mixed this and this heritage. And it was like some, like, it was just weird Native American things. And it was two different ones. It's like, this is the first time someone like this is one. It's like, this is the first time someone like that's been an actor, dude. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it, it feels that, sometimes where's like. Where's the it, limit on those of like, well, this is the. It's like they're trying to make it like clickbaitable, you know, and every time they're not caring about the fact that this person did something interesting. They're caring more about the fact that if we include this micro subset of whatever, then we're going to drum up some sort of extra additional like buzz so that we can get clicks, we can get reads, we can sell it better. And I think that that defeats the purpose of inclusion more than than a lot of things do. You know, um, that's my problem with all these like when you watch a movie and it's like, this movie made the the n- number one record-setting movie released on a Tuesday in February with the leap year on a calendar that rained. And you're like, number one, we did it, so go and see it. And you're like, 
this is ridiculous, guys. Can yeah. we just just give people awards that deserve them for yeah. their performances? You know, don't marginalize all of their stuff. Don't pander. One thing that was cool, uh, talking uh, Asian things being awarded at Golden Globe, was that uh, Boy and the Heron won one. Heck yeah, it did. And it was the first time that an anime ever got anything, because of course it has to be a first type thing. But uh, I just, I think it was cool that uh, it did win for best animated or, or whatever on that, just because seeing Ghibli be recognized alongside of Disney or uh Minion Studio, what is it? Dreamworks. It is. Yeah. Um things like that. So it's good. But award shows are still bumpkus, yeah. In my opinion. So uh yeah, that happened. Um other stuff that happened in the news. Um let's see, there was something I saw I was gonna mention. Uh oh, uh, Aquaman mm-hmm. uh officially surpassed the flash at the box office i didn't know that that was an achievement but i mean that's what they're saying is like uh but is that enough does it matter who cares that means that uh since it kicked the hell out of marvels on it's like first week that marvels did that much worse than flash i guess so i guess flash everyone went to see the train wreck happen and wanted to see they're uh, like batman yeah yeah they were like oh the ezra miller train wreck and this is going to be the end of it but also yeah hey michael keaton's in this thing which i mean uh, we talked about it he was the only entertaining uh, part of that movie to me uh, and many other people i think he was uh, going back to the comments, I wanted to address something that somebody said. Someone asked, uh, if you're listening to the, the, this on an audio version of a podcast, you're not seeing us. Duh, that's how podcasts work. But the show is recorded live and streamed live every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And uh, someone's like, is it cold in the studio? Because yeah. we're it is. It is cold. Uh, we're expecting inclement weather probably late tonight, early in the morning. Um, but we're both wearing coats. Mine, you keep hearing... I'm just going to establish this noise. This is my 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 jacket and we're both wearing we're both wearing layers. So if you hear that noise in the mic, it's our jackets. We're moving. We're we're moving creatures. So, there you go. Um what else? Uh Netflix Stranger Things 5 finally started begin as production. Finally. Um it wasn't Ford like just out it's memes like barely disappeared from well, the internet. these kids are going to be 30 before they're out of high school um, or junior high or whatever the hell grade they're supposed to be in in the mm. show. So they really got to step. If they're going to keep making seasons of this, they got to start churning this crap out. Oh, they don't age with the show like the show is one of those where it keeps them. Well, yeah, because all this stuff is happening pretty quickly. I and, see. Yeah. Maybe they should have filmed it all consecutively after they knew it was going to be as successful. The, as the Big is. Bang. Yeah. Um, a lot of people talking about uh, Mean Girls, the musical, coming out. Uh, per- predictions that it's going to be the first big box office hit of 2024, which, again, going back to what we were talking about, stupid achievements. Uh, if it's the only movie that comes out in 2024, yeah. that's like... So far, the, the two weeks of this year have had zero Big box office movies. hit! So, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. Um, also, on a sadder note, uh, Cindy Morgan, who was in Tron and Caddyshack, died uh, this week at age 69. Um, you know, you didn't have a humongous, like, stellar career, but was in some pretty iconic movies like Tron and Caddyshack. Uh, the guy that played Hutch in Starsky and Hutch passed away, too. No, not Hutch. I don't yeah. remember who that was, but no. Uh, Eggshell2010 says, hi, Chad. Hello. 
over on Twitch. If you are joining us on Twitch, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what kind of news did you have written down on your thing there, Jake? Uh, well, I already covered the boy and the heron winning, uh, but you know, talking animated things, um, the how to train your dragon going from animated to live action uh, continues to gain its cast, uh, and they've actually got uh, Gerard Butler on board to re uh, to redo his role as the leader of the Vikings and the father of Hiccup. So he's the very first one of the voice actors from the series to be cast as a character in the live action. Uh, so I hope that trend continues because I want to see Craig Ferguson on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't do Billy Connolly uh, anymore, unfortunately. That's a bummer there. Uh, but Craig Ferguson and uh, Gerard Butler on there would be great. You know, some roles they can't do, um, like, um, you know, Hiccup can't be done by Ola. Crap, I had his name too. Uh, Talking about Jay Baruchel? Yeah, Jay Baruchel. Yeah, uh, because, you know, Jay Baruchel's an adult uh, and Hiccup is a child mm-hmm. in the first movie. But He always kind of sounds like a teenager, though. Yeah, his voice. Yeah, you can do yeah. the voice work and stuff. But anyhow, that's kind of cool. Uh, to, speaking of uh, uh, voice Velvet, work. Velvet Santa on Twitch wanted to know what happened to Billy Connolly. He passed away. Yeah, kind of hard to yep. do stuff when you're dead. Yep, a couple of years ago. Um, and then uh, talking animated things and voiceovers, uh, there was a clip released uh, by Screen Rant. They got an exclusive release of uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths Part 1, uh, which is going to be the new uh, DC animated movie. DC animated movies tend to always be pretty good excited about that it has uh returning voice actors zachary quinto and uh, uh jensen eccles and matt bomer uh their series their dc voiceover dudes uh quinto is going to reprise being lex luther that he's done before matt bomer is going to be the flash which he's done before and jensen eccles is going to continue to be batman um, so all that's pretty cool, especially on the verge of the impending DCU where James Gunn will take over that will affect animated things, uh, unfortunately, because he's going to start having a big say in who's able to voice characters and what animated projects are allowed to be made and stuff no, like that. No, the DC animated's already good. Yeah, that's Don't the, mess that's it the, up. the bummer part about all of that is that... Um, animated projects are going to be affected which have always been their own thing and i don't see why that would um be the case uh, that their movies need to affect their animated projects because dc animated generally does a pretty badass job um so hopefully that won't change but um what are we looking at when when billy Connolly died velvet sand says he didn't die you said he did die i guess he didn't die. did he not there's no way He's 81. Dude, what? Who are you thinking about? No, dude, I was thinking of him. I'm from the other universe. I'm from a different universe. A different timeline? Yeah, I'm from the Bernstein Bears. Oh, okay. Not the Stain? Not the Baron Stain Bears. I'm from the Bernstein. And Billy Connolly died then? Yes. Yeah, he was in my my universe. Sean Connery's dead, as Dina says. Somebody died. No, uh, dude. Who are you thinking about? Dude, Billy Connolly, 100%. I've watched tribute videos to him on YouTube. 
It doesn't matter. Well, maybe Billy Connolly can come back then, even though he's a million years old then. And has Parkinson's. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe he can't. It doesn't matter. Hey, talking about things that are funny, like Billy Connolly. Uh, you think Parkinson's is funny, dude? No, I think Billy Connolly's funny. Have you ever watched his stand-up? Of course. Billy Connolly's hilarious. Yeah, dude. He's really funny. Uh, and he was the best part of... He's a knight. Oh, Sir Billy Connolly. Uh, Sir William Connolly. He was one of the best parts of The Last Samurai. Uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, except he he got like killed real hard at the beginning of the movie, but he was super rad when he was on screen. Um, Naked Gun reboot, man. Um, there was an, no. Yeah, there was an interview with Seth MacFarlane because they Leslie that. Nielsen. Pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, uh, there was the the Ted prequel series. Um, he was being interviewed about stuff for that, and they asked him about the Naked Gun uh, because he's been brought on as part of that. And he said it is actively being worked on right now, trying to escape development hell that it's been in for almost 11 years. Um, Woof. But uh, Akiva Schaefer from uh, Lonely Island is on board writing it right now. Uh, Seth MacFarlane's helping there. And uh, Liam Neeson is taking on the... Uh, Leslie so, Nielsen. So they role. needed to have someone that had the same initials. Yeah. That was also old. Uh, that sounded similar. It's like a serious name. dude. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, Leslie Nielsen, but Liam Neeson. Yeah. I okay. think Liam Neeson would be really good in that kind of role. I th- as long as he's not trying to use a set of skills to kill anybody anymore, like he can be a, a clumsy detective. I'm okay with this. I am no longer okay with him being like hopping fences and doing car chases. You don't want twenty cut. Fence hops. No, I'm done. I'm done with Liam Neeson being an action guy. I like Liam Neeson action movies. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and then the only other thing I had is that Napoleon uh, will be available for you to watch at home starting tomorrow if you want to rent or buy. Uh, no date set for when it'll be on Apple TV yet. Uh, but if you want to pay uh, premium dollars to watch it at home, you can. Yeah, it'll be available tomorrow. Uh, I was going to mention this because it's one of those things that, like, why is it happening? No one asked for this. But uh, I don't know if you guys heard about Steven Spielberg's uh, Ready Player One, which was like, it came out in 2018, but it feels like it came out like so much longer ago because that's how hard I've forgotten about that dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the characters log into Oasis. And uh, apparently somebody um, who uh, the guy who wrote the novel, Ernest Klein, is trying to uh, reach uh, him and producer uh, Dan Farrer, who produced the movie, are teaming up with a company called Futureverse that are trying to make uh, Readyverse Studios, which is trying to build the Oasis. Right. They're trying to build an an, uh, all of their favorite IPs in this this ver uh, metaverse with VR and I'm like who the hell wants this I saw a thing where uh, some people were in uh, the metaverse and were being confused about what reality was and like they were in uh, the ready player one nonsense uh, stuff that movie I've met a couple people that were like yeah dude ready player one really some of sick. our in our in our chat that really like it <laughs> But why? I mean, I it's a movie. Like that so I guess, you know, this goes back to something we talk about on the show all the time. Just because you don't hate a movie doesn't make it a great movie. There are some movies that are just like you know, and they exist like I have a I have a, a sort of a metric that that that's that only I understand and it's 
how much money, attention, time, and hype goes behind a movie versus my enjoyment of said movie. And if those things don't match up, my enjoyment and appreciation, I can't, I can't like go, they spent $300 million on this <laughs> and not be like, that kind of sucks, you know? But if you spent a little bit of money, like if, if Ready Player One had the same budget of Godzilla, um, the Godzilla minus one, then I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Ready Player One was an amazing movie. Yeah. Right? But Steven Spielberg, that whole budget, the whole thing, all of those IPs getting tied into it, all the hype, all the everything, and that was the movie we got? Yeah. So I'm going to say it's not a great movie. Yeah, and like the trailer was like, look at this, dude. You're going to get a Gundam putting a sword into Mechagodzilla's butthole. And you're like, yeah. This is going to be sick. Heck yeah. And then the movie was just turds on ice. It was a yeah. cash grab. I think I think uh Rice on Twitch said uh that, that 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 was just a just a cash grab. Yeah, sequel um, to the books. I have known people that like the book and that's fair. Um I never read it myself. I remember seeing it on the bookshelf uh, at Barnes Noble when it came out and being like, "Oh, what is this?" and reading the back and it's like video games and stuff and I was like, "Sounds dumb to me but that was because it was like it was one of those things where it's like kids like video games write a book about video games um and then and then once it became a movie and i kind of had an idea of what it was about because that's more my interest than reading books i don't know anything about um i was disappointed in what it was versus what it was advertised to me as being well i i didn't read the books but it does sound like it's i I probably would have really loved the books um but yeah, I never got a, I never got around to it because the movie was my first my first foray into uh, the Oasis, and I wasn't too impressed. So I never I never went backwards. Yeah, um, it all yeah the it just seemed like kind of yeah the generic thing like we're a bad guy with a company and we're gonna use our resources to ruin fun for the kids. Sounds like most companies. Um, let's see anything else that I wanted to talk about. Um. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. There's Marvel stuff I don't really care to 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 linger on. Um. So we'll just uh we'll just move move right along and talk about the movies that are coming out in theaters this week because it is a new weekend. January twelfth is upon us, and movies come out every weekend, some more than others. But this weekend's got uh, three movies that are probably going to make its way to your local Cineplex. One, maybe not, but the other two, definitely. And we'll go ahead and start with Mean Girls, since we've already mentioned it once. Uh, it's the new um, musical rendition of the f- other film of the same name, which is, you know, pretty legendary. It's pretty good. I like Mean Girls. It's fun. It's fun to reference. Uh, there are mean girls all around, all the time. I've never made it through more than like 10 minutes <laughs> of that movie at a time. Really? It's pretty yeah. good, actually. Um, I've tried, but it's just, I don't know. It's not your thing. Yeah. Well, uh, the new one's coming out. It's going to be a musical. I think that the fact that they're not baiting and switching, uh, calling this, you know, like Wonka, that we know, we know this is a musical, and people that love musicals are going to go out in, in droves to see this. Speaking of musicals, I went and saw Les Miserables uh, last week. Um, at the Walnut Center. On stage. On yeah. stage. Uh, because, as I've talked about here on the show, I don't like movies that are musical, 
but I will take a Broadway show any day. I do love a good Broadway musical, and it did not disappoint. It was a really, really, really fun, um, enjoying time. So, uh, I mean, I w- you don't like the lay- the most recent Les Mis movie with uh, it was pretty good. Russell Crowe and and uh, Wolverine. And- yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I mean, just Les Mis is good. Like no matter how you break it down, Les Mis is pretty good. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, Mean Girls, uh, you know, coming out, uh, written by Tina Fey, and uh, yeah, it's probably gonna make a lot of money. Also coming out in theaters this week is one that uh, Jake I think was just talking about the other day. And I would, you know what I would, I would normally show the trailer up here like I've been doing, but we got flagged for showing trailers. And I don't know how all these other fucking channels show trailers. How can you get in trouble for showing an advertisement? That's what I'm saying. But they're like, so the video last week, it can't be monetized on YouTube. They're not removing it. We just can't be monetized, uh, which means like we don't get any ad revenue or anything from. How did they police the picture in picture? Dude, I don't know. Because, um, yeah, this is what we normally do. It's like, boom, oh, it's right there. I mean, I'm just going to do it for like a second. Um, but, but yeah, we do that right there. I mean, and who, I man, fuck YouTube. Everybody watches it on Twitch anyway. Um, but YouTube's like, oh, you can't, you can't show that. You can't for be which monetized. Movie? I can't remember what it was. It was one of the trailers that we showed. Um, but, uh, hmm. yeah. Anyway, coming out, The Beekeeper. So this is from David Ayer. Uh, it's written by Kurt Wimmer. It's, uh, it's about this one man's brutal campaign for vengeance, taking on national stakes after he's revealed to be a former operative of a powerful and clandestine organization known as Beekeepers. And of course, it is the one, the only, Jason Statham. And <laughs> What's funny is like, it's an organization called the Beekeepers and like in the trailer, people know about him. It's like, oh, he's one of them, the Beekeepers. I didn't know the guy that you told me was like a beekeeper was a beekeeper bro and it's like dude if there's a guy that's just way too tough and he's like a beekeeper you're like that guy's a secret agent (laughs) like if you know about it right there's no one out there that's like what's up dog i'm a beekeeper bro Mm -hmm. and you're like oh yeah he's a normal dude check out my apiary yeah uh but yeah david Ayer, you know him from directing suicide squad and other things um I mean, it's Jason Statham. It should be um it should be a fun action romp it's got josh hutcherson uh, Hutcherson in it. I don't like his face, but um, Jeremy Irons is in it. He's fun. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 got some it's got some people. It's an action movie. It's Jason Statham. He's gonna beat some people up. That's what he does. Um, and he's yeah. Talking to Josh Hutcherson, one thing too. He was recently interviewed and said that they are already working on uh, Five Nights at Freddy's too. Yes, they are. They're fast tracking it. In fact, yeah, because so. it was the most successful movie that uh, who who made it? A two four or Bloomhouse? Bloomhouse. Yeah, it was like their most financially successful movie they had ever made. So good on Five Nights at Freddy's. Yep. Uh, so Beekeeper coming out in theaters uh, this weekend. Also coming out in theaters. I'm hoping that it'll get an expanded release. Uh, I think it's just getting m- maybe an extended release, which is in between limited and expanded. But it's called The Book of Clarence. It's uh, written and directed by uh, James Samuel. It's starring uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who I really like. 
Um, <coughs> and it's got you know, Omar Size in it, and he's really great. If you've been following his career, uh, he's starting to be in a lot of like new movies lately. Uh, James McAvoy, David Oyelowo, uh, Alfred Woodard. I mean, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, I mean, just th- all the up and comers. It is all these, yeah, all of these up and comers. Um, it uh, Anna Diop is in it. Like it, this this looks really fun, uh, and it's it's uh, basically kind of taking place in biblical times uh clarence is captivated by the power of the rising messiah and kind of risks everything to call carve a path of his own divine existence and um i i think it looks i think it looks really good um i i want to see it and i i really 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 like lakeith stanfield's comedic delivery um i think he's a very talented like able to ride the balance of being a dramatic actor but having the pacing of a comedian you know and uh when he's in a lead role i'm especially a comedy role i think it's probably going to be pretty good so i'm excited about this one this is the one i want to see wasn't he in the uh the one where he's like a telemarketer yes the um if you had not just said it i would have told you the um uh, the it's like something thanks for or i'm sorry to disturb you or something like that yeah uh, something like but that. yeah he he was great in that where everybody at the end had like the horse heads and came out and it was yeah, i remember the, you watched it sorry to bother you that's what yeah. it was um yeah I, I i really enjoyed that movie i thought it was a lot of fun uh, but yeah, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. Uh, Soul, actually, from uh, Disney Pixar, mm-hmm. is getting a re-release this week as well. Uh, so something that, that, that Disney Plus is, is going to experiment with in 2024 is taking some of these movies, doing some re-release ones, or some of the ones that were just on Disney Plus exclusive, giving them a theatrical, uh, a, a small theatrical window to kind of like earn some box office revenue, which um, you know could be cool for those movies that you, you want to see. So uh, Soul. Um, coming out as well in theaters for a limited time. So this is not going to have probably a very long theatrical run. I'd say maybe one to two, two weeks at tops. I would I would wager uh, until you know some more movies start to come out. I mean, hmm. you've got um, as we get into to February, uh, not a lot, but there's going to be some some new stuff coming by around Valentine's Day. And we'll get some more of those big movies starting to hit theaters. But we will report those to you as they come. So there you go. That's what's coming in theaters this week. Yeah, I'm probably going to try and find a way to watch Beekeeper, I would I would, I would guess. Yeah, and it'll be here. I mean, it'll be here. <laughs> Sorry. Can't all be winners. Um, all right, well... Uh, did you see any movies this week? There was nothing to watch. There was. That's what I'm movie. saying. I said at the top of the show, or at least on the on the pre-show, was I I tried to watch a movie and none of our theaters had anything that we hadn't seen uh, or wasn't weeks old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my one option was uh, finding one of the times for the Iron Claw to go watch it, but I feel like that time has passed. Um, I just can't make myself willingly walk into something that's going to make me sadder on the that's, way out. That's a big part of it too is because I know the real story. I know what happens to these guys and I don't, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to walk into this movie but like everybody in this film except for uh, one person is going to die before the end of this movie. Yeah, like, and, and you know, I feel like after the holidays and the new year, I'm already in a very delicate emotional state. 
Like I don't want to like walk in to something and just walk out having a breakdown. Like I'm not, I don't think I, I, I don't think I'm in a, a, a headspace that is stable enough to go see a movie that tragic. Yeah. Like you go watch that movie and you're like, Oh, going in, I know that Zach Efron's the only one that walks out of this movie. Uh, you know, and, and then because you get the whole thing, it's like based on true events or based on the true story of, it's like, watch all of these brothers lose their brothers to suicide. Yeah. I, I don't think I can watch that right now. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll watch it later and, and, and enjoy it, but I don't think I'm ready for that right now. Um, you know what I did watch that I caught up with finally? Barbie. Oh, word. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's a fun movie. Um, that's, you know, I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot of time reviewing a movie we, uh, most of, of the United World, I guess, has seen, uh, but I finally got around to watching it, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, some, some very well written, um, I, I, they handled it very well, and, um, yeah, I, I'm still scratching my head on how it made that much money, but, um, mm. but I also kind of understand how it did, and, uh, pretty, pretty enjoy, I pretty much enjoyed the movie. So since it's been out for a really long time, uh, I I haven't watched it, but I, I I just catch little things about it online, and I saw things that said that like Ken is the bad guy in it, like he's yes. the he turns into the antagonist or something like that. Well, Ken's not the bad guy. Corporate Patri- corporate patriarchy is the bad guy, right? And so Ken, you know, come following Barbie into the real world, you know, which you know he. Because it's interesting, anybody that reads into this movie enough can see the duality of the, the 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 problems that both Barbie and Ken face. Like Barbie lives in a very, or Ken lives in a very female dominated world where they are marginalized and they are looked down upon and kind of skirted under the table, right? And and he comes into a world, the real world, which women are kind of marginalized and skirted under the table. And then he's looking at all these things like, dude, men rule the world here fuck yeah like what is this mass what is patriarchy what what is this i can do what i you know and he he kind of gets high off of it really quick because it's like oh dude i'm in control here i'm the boss here and he wants to take that back to all the kins in barbie land and they're like we don't have to take this shit from you and so it was it's like about the pendulum swinging too far in other ways instead of finding balance between mm-hmm. everybody and that's kind of where it like barbie comes in and and helps find that balance uh but yeah ken is the bad guy to an extent but it's really the patriarchy is the bad guy yeah well and it's not ken's fault that he got polluted by it because he was living in a, in a world where the pendulum was completely swung the other direction plus he's right? a dumb idiot and he's a dumb idiot so yeah. that that helps um but anyway it was a fun movie i really enjoyed it um <laughs> steven wright it took been a kid took me a long enough time to see it but glad i finally did also got caught up on reacher season two oh, um, there yeah. is a new episode i think that comes out this week yeah so um, some people were telling me yesterday that it's being released episode by episode because i've only got three or four in because i watch it when i can and i was mm-hmm. like well crap i'm glad that i got put on a pause because if i would have reached the end of it uh, oh and, and known ep- that i have to wait for more episodes the episode that I stopped on was <sighs> pissed me off because I was like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those episodes where you have to just keep going. Even mm-hmm. if it's three in the morning, you're like, nope, got to go to the next one. Yeah. And they're like, well, you can't. Not until Thursday, butthole. And I'm like, all right, 
thanks, great. And I was worried because I thought it was going to be like Invincible Season 2 where they're like, we're going to do Season 2 in three-episode chunks over 17 years. And, you know, they've only released like the first four episodes. And they're like, well, we don't know when we're going to release the next four. It's probably going to be in 2024 at some point. I'm glad I haven't started that yet then because I've been meaning to uh, start that. And uh, there was some other big series that I haven't watched like the newest release of yet it doesn't matter so I'm, I'm glad I haven't hopped in on that yet and I'm glad that uh, life kept me away from getting caught further up on Reacher than where I'm at but yeah I talked about Reacher I think last week mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and that's why I was like oh yeah, I need to go watch it uh, so yeah I, 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 I enjoyed season one season two has been a lot of fun it's a good action action show um yeah, uh, that's what I watched. I'm trying to think of anything else newish that I watched, and it's just I I haven't. Uh, Solar is still in theaters uh, for anyone that wants to oh, yeah. at, have at, a at super our, cool at our action Malco? fix. Uh, yeah, AMC. Yep, both. Um, is it new on Netflix? Uh, let's see. I've been snorting Benadryl and taking some naps to old episodes of Downton Abbey. Says Dina on Twitch. Um, <laughs> Velvet Santa said that. Thursday Butthole sounds like a foreign film. It does. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to contribute after after that. So, uh, yeah. And it sucks when there's not movies coming out and something to go watch and I happen know. to scrounge to find streaming things. Yeah. The, at the in the Twitch pre-show, which if you like and subscribe wherever it is you follow us, you know, if you just download the audio version of this podcast or if you find us on Facebook or you're maybe watching this rerun on YouTube or something, Twitch is the place. Twitch is the place. Like, that's that's the most fun. It's where most of these comments are coming from. Um, pretty sure we are. St- I'm like, there's not a lot of comments coming from the other medias, but we, we have people watching on 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 all of them. But um, and yeah, no one no one's commenting on them. Anyway, whatever. Twitch is fun. Right, and earlier in the show, we start this show actually thirty minutes earlier on Twitch, uh, most of the time, and chit chat with you guys about you know whatever we feel like chit chatting with you about, and uh, we were talking about food a lot, and 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 that tends to be a pretty pretty popular topic uh, of ours, but we try not to like vortex on it too much during the regular show because it's not movies i mean we will we will rabbit hole about like movies movie snacks which if you have been to amc recently there's new movie snacks uh they've got some sliders that aren't great um they're pushing a chili dog which you know i feel like they missed the mark like sonic Sonic. 2 would have been the time to push the chili dog um and don't get me wrong, I love a good chili dog, but I don't want a movie theater chili dog. Um, unless you're going to put some of that nacho cheese sauce on it, which they didn't because it comes in a cup when you order nachos. Uh, but yeah, there's the, the the thing to get at AMC. My favorite, my my favorite current movie snack is the fried churros with the hazelnut cream center at AMC. They're so fucking good. And but. N- Eight times out of ten, you go up in there and the fr- the fryer's not working, or I don't know how to work it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a tragedy when you go in there and you're like, I'm 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 gonna get them. I did my did I didn't even think I told you you guys about this when I went to go see a movie on Christmas Day. I had like two hundred and ten thousand mm-hmm. uh, AMC points, and I still have a hundred thousand AMC points, but I cashed in like 
$85 worth of reward points and I bought everything. I we I was like, okay, popcorn, give them to me. Churros, give them to me. Cheese sticks, I want them. Oh, we got chicken tendies, let's do it. Fucking sliders, they're new, throw them in there. Chili dog, whatever, let's go. And I mean, I just had a pile of boxes and I mean, it wasn't just for me. I had, you know, my family there. I hope that was when there was people waiting <coughs> in, the, in the plea line and you came through the A-list and they were like, uh, A-list first. And you're like, I want everything. <laughs> I am A-list. Yeah, and those people had to wait like an hour to get their popcorn. Yeah, it upsets me so much that they call the plebes before me. I'm like, yo, dog, what am I paying money for? Well, and then uh, when they call you in front of the plebes, the plebes get all mad, and they're like, why does this guy get it? It's like, dude, it's 2023. You know about A-list. Look around. They advertise it to you everywhere. Like, this is the line. Screw off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or there's people that walk through the A-list line and then don't have the app. I'm like, tell them to go to the back. That's right. Yeah, but it was pretty busy in both lines. Um, Yeah, let's see. Uh, Rice Ronnie says, my go-to at Regal th- Cinemas is the soft pretzel with cheese sauce. Uh, AMC, we don't have a Regal here, but they do have the Bavarian Legend, which is a one and a half pound pretzel. Um, it's a big boy, and it comes with cheese sauce, but I'll often get the pretzel bites with the cheese sauce as well. Um, nachos is a classic, although I'm, I always feel like a jerk getting the, the crunchy, crunchy, um, you know, but I always have to have jalapenos. Um, let's see. Nobody knows how to understand, uh, how to mix red and Coke icy. Um, where are you going where they do it for you? Is my question. Malco still makes your drinks. Oh, do they? Okay. Well, AMC has the self-serve, so Mm -hmm. you can just, whatever ratio your heart desires, you can, you can go for it. Um, let's see. Uh, Dina says the Bavarian legend got me enough to the Ezra's. Dude, it's a big beast of uh, a pretzel. And I've 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 powered my way through that legend. I felt really bad afterwards because it is a lot of bread, um, and and thick bread that you dip in cheese sauce. Um, it's it's you're a legend for for finishing that thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And now they've got all these healthy snacks like these like hamica sticks and like dried mangoes and beef jerky. And uh, AMC's the, got their own chocolate the, pretzels. The beef jerky at AMC is actually worth it. It's not that expensive, honestly, compared to grocery store prices. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can get the you can get jerky for cheaper or same price or whatever at the theater as the grocery store. So I've gotten it before, mm-hmm. and it was not bad. It's like soft. It's yeah. more like a more like, like a a steaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Velvet Santa asks on Twitch, does Northwest Arkansas have a Cinemark? We only have Malco and AMC, and we only have one AMC. Um, we are a Malco-heavy th- uh, area here. Um, yeah, we had the one Regal in uh, Bella Vista, but it closed. It closed. And I think uh, Fort Smith has a Regal. They might. Yeah, I think they might. But and, that's not Northwest Arkansas anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're uh, the, the Alamo is still a legend and, and, and a dream away. So uh, who knows? They haven't knows? even broke ground over there yet. They have not. So we'll see about uh, about that. But I still have that old projector. I have that old drive-in projector. So I assume they're still going to be building that. Otherwise, I'm just going to sell that thing for like ten grand, and uh, just, you know, squatter's rights on it. But, you know, oh, speaking of Malco and food, though, their kitchen is back open. It's been open since the holidays, and one of the best movie theater cheeseburgers I've ever had. Um, fantastic! If go to Malco Hungry Man, get that cheeseburger, cheeseburger and fries. It's great. Travis on uh, uh, Facebook says Skylight in Bentonville. 
Yeah, that's an indie theater. I always forget about it because I hate that theater. Um, the seats suck, the screen's crap, and the audio's garbage, but... Um, and it's in Bentonville. The the only reason Skylight actually exists, and I'm sorry, film if any, festival is the Bentonville Film Festival was like happening in Bentonville, and they didn't even have a theater in Bentonville. So like we have to do something. So they made the Skylight Theater, and it continues to operate. Um, I'm sorry to anybody that that owns, operates, works at, employed by, or related to someone who's involved in Skylight. I just don't think it's a great theater um, because it it if you're going to be an indie theater, lean into it. Be an indie theater. Don't be an indie theater that just shows all the same big crap that AMC and Malco does on lesser of a screen. I will sacrifice theater experience for getting to see something that I can't see anywhere else. But I'm not going to go pay the same amount of money to go see, you know, uh, Aquaman 2 in a cruddy theater. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I mean, that's why we would go to AMC or... Uh, Razorback instead of going to uh, Pinnacle Hills where it's still the old style seats mm-hmm. and everything uh, if if it can be helped. Also, our AMC is not a great theater because they, for years, have had the same masking uh, issues and dangling mm-hmm. parts and fuzzy speakers and they don't do anything about it. And every time I'm like, hey, can you get that piece of masking out from dangling up there? Oh, we don't have a ladder long enough, dude. So we're just a movie theater. Yeah. Um. That, now I will say theater eleven. Uh, I like theater eleven. Uh. You know, theater ten, theater one's okay. Um. But yeah, there's some there's some bad ones. Uh. Rachbo says Pinnacle. That's a blast from the past coming into the comments there. Uh. Pinnacle says is Pinnacle old style. What's new style? Um. So Pinnacle has the stadium seating where it's like tall and you just have like the seats that kind of like have a little bit of flex to them with the folding um, cushion. Are you talking about like Pinnacle Hills or the old uh, um, Malco Town Cinema? Both are like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I haven't been to the Pinnacle Hills in a while. Yeah, Both of the Rogers theaters are like that. Um, Instead of having uh, recliners or like uh, Razorback Malco did with the, they, they kept that, Cinema or the stadium seating because their floors were already like that, but they um, made it where it was rows of nicer chairs, and you have like a wall that blocks people in front of you, which actually is really nice if someone's like on their phone in front of you. You because don't get you it. You don't yeah. often Although, see those people. You can't like sometimes you, especially if you're watching a movie that has subtitles or you know something like that. Sometimes you can't see over the lip to oh, see some of the subtitles. I don't so have you, that yeah, problem. Um, Rachel on Twitch says, oh, "I only forgot. I only go to Malco Pinnacle, so I didn't know there's a check out Malco in um, in Fayetteville. Fayetteville. It's, it's a great theater, and it's they, a big difference. And they have an IMAX uh, screen. Well, it's an IMAX, but it's as close as we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, if you do like to sit in the top row, like I like to do a lot of the time, so that I um, have room or don't sit next to people." The Razorback, uh, the seats in the top row don't go back as far as the seats in the other rows. Pro tips. Uh, Velvet Santa on Twitch asks an interesting question, um, and I've got an interesting answer. He goes, are you guys doing anything special for our thousandth episode? Um, And it's coming up in a few weeks, but it's not necessarily the official thousandth episode of Driving Speakerbacks. That has long passed. Um, it's the thousandth like episode that I've probably recorded mm. and and put out into the world. You know, for for a long time, this was just on, you know, the radio, FM. and yep. you know, didn't didn't um, 
um, it was just a weekly radio show. So I talked um, to someone the other day uh, and told them that we were doing this and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we used to do it on FM. And he's like, at the college. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. dude, I used to listen to you guys all the time. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. maybe we'll have a party hat or something or, or a whistle or a balloon or something in here. I don't know. Uh, I haven't really. Dude. Yeah. All right. Thousandth episode. <laughs> anyway, you know what sucks? Marvel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thousand episode. Uh, that's pretty cool. I know a lot of podcasts and streaming media people uh, never make it this far, um, and a lot of them never make it this far and, and have quadruple the success that we have. So it's it's a weird milestone knowing that you know um, yeah one solo piece of one solitary confetti leaf that falls uh, there it goes. Um, it, it's it's a weird it's a kind of a bittersweet thing because. Uh, you know, you, you, you do something for so long that you watch other people get extremely successful at. And I do know, you know, I, I try to continue to talk to myself, uh, about it and not get upset that we're not like, you know, a famous content creators or anything. Um, mainly because I know that if we both put more effort into this show, instead of just like kind of showing up a couple hours a week and being like, what's up, ding dongs, um, we might get more traction. But this is what fits into our lifestyle and this is what fits into our schedule. And so I can't be mad about the constant hustle. You know, we don't have another person in the, the in the studio here editing. We don't have a social media coordinator. A lot of these people that you watch online do. Yeah. They This is their full-time job. They invest a lot of budget. And I mean, granted, this does cost me about five or six hundred dollars a month to produce um but you know it's a passion project and i think if you know it is what it is and it will keep persisting through time as long as it's fun and enjoyable for us and i'm not trying to get rich or famous doing this uh, i'm trying to get rich or famous doing other things but this is just uh this is just a fun fun side project so uh there you go that's that's the that's the explanation about the thousandth episode um and maybe maybe we'll take a trip down memory lane and listen to clips from from old episodes for like two seconds, and uh, <laughs> you know it'll be we'll we'll laugh we'll laugh because I maybe I should have put like Vince or somebody on it who who was our Twitch mod who's back by the way, um, and have him because he was going through all of all of these old episodes and listening to him, and so it was Velvet Santa for for that matter. They were, they were, they both go through these old episodes and find clips of predictions that we've made that have now come true because we made them so long ago. Someone said something about getting the whiteboard up. We need to get, yeah, Mm -hmm. have like the whiteboard. Or the the two-second clips from previous episodes would be funny. It's just like butt farts, triple titties. (laughs) Yeah. Just weird. It would be like a clip show of just that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, thousandth episode, it's coming up. This is what, like 995 or 994 Something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be like a Sfinguli hour, says Dina on Twitch. So, is it not already? Sometimes. I mean, kind of. We just don't have the makeup. We could we could wear corpse paint or something like that, and it'd be fun. Um, okay. Well, um, you want to do the box office roundup? We only got like ten minutes left. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see okay. what made some dollars. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to give you the top ten movies in America, starting with number ten, working our way up to number one. Jake's going to tell you what made money, and we give you the top ten movies because this is you follow the money, you follow the everything. You you can predict the future, you can uh, discover what's going to get a sequel, what's going to make toys. Like it is, it is, it is everything. And 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 Velvet Santa says he wants the, the goodie box will happen at the end, the last thing bit of the show. Okay. All right. Um, after the box office, I looked at our 
stack of tapes here and, uh, and thought about it earlier. I mean, I still I haven't looked in. in there, but it feels like more VHS cassette <laughs> tapes. Well, uh, hey, you said at least four people own VHS tapes of our podcast have in, our show. in the Little Rock area. So, so number 10. Take it away, Jake. Yeah, number 10 in a week of nothing. Uh, poor things climbing up from the 12 spot to be in the top 10. $1.9 million brought in by it, bringing its five-week uh, release total up to $14 million. It's only in 750 theaters, having lost only 50 theaters in the past week. So, uh, it's, I, I didn't see it here. I, I kind of wanted to watch this movie. Yeah, and, I haven't seen it listed yeah. uh, for, for us, but uh, I keep seeing good things about it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone keeps saying they're happy about it. Uh, and then coming in at number nine, uh, Ferrari. Uh, $2.45 million brought in by that one. And it's two weeks out. It's brought in about $16 million. Uh, not bad for something that didn't have a whole hell of a lot of advertising. Um, which, oh, we didn't get up the rally movie that we talked about. The... Um, uh, Lancia versus oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. didn't get that at all yeah. anywhere so I, re- I really wanted to see it um it's not even in the top 15 that i can see so i don't think that anywhere got that movie um then coming in just above that one at number eight iron claw staying in the top 10 brought in just shy of four million dollars this past week and it's third week out uh bringing in uh about 24 and a half million dollars for a 24 uh and then at number seven Color Purple, the musical, uh, in its second week out from WB, brought them $4.6 million, uh, bringing its total up to 54 and a half so far. Had a strong Christmas open, uh, and it looks like uh, that was it, maybe. Oof. Um, it's weird that so many like musical musicals uh, are, are out right now. Uh, so there's a lot of competition in that musical uh, department, uh, either out or, or coming out soon. Uh, and then at number six, the boys in the boat, uh, and it's two weeks of release brought in another 5.6 million, uh, bringing it up to 33 and a half, uh, for that one. So, uh, it's holding strong at number six, not too bad for that. It has another couple of weeks of no other movies coming out. So I think ones like that, that people are like, have you seen this? It's pretty good. Maybe you should check it out. Um, that might work out for that movie some. Uh, and then another movie is staying strong in its position at number five, Anyone But You, which I keep seeing people being like, it's, it's making more money. It, it's it, They're calling it a box office anomaly because yeah. there's a million and a half movies like this that have been made. And they're like, how is this How is this one making money? So I guarantee you, because this one's made, have you told the how much it's already No, made? not yet. Okay. Um, Anyone but you brought in nine and three quarter million dollars this past week, which is an eleven and a half percent increase. So in its three weeks, it's brought in just under forty four million dollars in the U.S. And you know, if it keeps making money, we're going to start seeing more movies like this because studios are going to be able. This is the kind of movie that people need to see. But what Dina has pointed out over on Twitch is it's like it's TikTok. You know, word of mouth on TikTok, people talking about that. Like the going viral is is now the only way to make something successful, which is. Like, can someone make a video of, like, tying a noose viral so I can learn how to do this really quick because this is the world we live in? Like, come on. This is insane. If that's the only way to get popular now. Oh, yeah. I was recently uh, taken on a Target shopping hunt for the uh, disco ball for for Valentine's in their little, like, upfront section. 
Uh, and that, because it was famous on the internet, sold out everywhere. Everyone's like, I gotta have that disco ball decorative pillow that has all of its little mirrors falling off of it because it only costs five dollars. Um, but we, we found one hidden in the toy section of uh, Pinnacle Hills Target, and that was the only nice. one, even though it was listed on their um, the people that worked there's phones as out of stock. Uh, so someone lost it in the toy section, and we picked it up. Score. So internet does weird things, like Barbenheimer success. You were talking about why did so many people watch it? Internet. Internet. Yeah. Uh, and then above the boys in the... Oh, no, we talked about anyone but you. Uh, so there's that one. And then at number four, dropping from the number three spot, Migration uh, brought in just under $10 million, like $2,000 shy of $10 million, uh, brought in by that one. Um Three, just under three million, three thousand. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. ten million bucks bringing its three-week total up to seventy-seven point six. Good for that movie. It started out pretty rough. Looks like it's at least getting some money. Uh, it is like the child-friendly family offering uh, that's out there right now that isn't necessarily full of singing um, to, to drive your family nuts. Uh, and then <laughs> just above it, at the number three spot, Aquaman two. 10.6 brought in by that one, which is a 42% dip. Uh, and it's third week out. It's just crested the $100 million, which uh, we talked about there at the beginning of the show, puts it above Flash. Flash. So, uh, And wor- yeah. worldwide, I mean, um, almost 340. So so it's, it's probably just started to make some of its budget back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know how much Aquaman costs. I'm sure it was a lot, especially with... Uh, reshoots and and further amber editing Hertz taking and, amber heard yeah. further out of it and stuff like that uh and then opening at the number two spot night swim brought in just under 12 million 11.8 uh for that one it's only in 3200 theaters uh i would expected it to be in everywhere uh but in its first week out brought in 12 million bucks not bad it's horror not movies horror movies that do that one. and then uh Taking the top spot, holding on to it, Wonka the Sing Song. It's that Choco movie. Uh, Fourteen million bucks. It's brought in about four hundred seventy million dollars across the globe. Doing well, Mister yeah. Chocolate. Um, okay, well that's the box office roundup. Uh, as promised, we'll dig into the goodie box. Um, Dean on Twitch says Night Swim will probably make $4 million next week. They always drop off at least 50% of the first week. That's probably accurate, um, especially with uh, three new movies hitting theaters this weekend. Uh, it'll it'll have some competition. But uh, let's dig into the goodie box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Velvet Santa. Well, um, Velvet Santa 2 just pointed out at least it wasn't like the Dungeons and Dragons uh, popcorn bucket. You see that those things are still selling online oh for God, like $100. Uh, I went into AMC day of and was like, hey, dude. And they go, no chance. There's a gaming store next door. They're gone. And I was like, cool. Whack. Uh, So I reached into the goodie box. I have discovered um, two two boxes that that feel very similar. They feel like like old Disney clamshells. Um, I hope one's ending in the cupboard. I don't know, but I'm handing handing one to you. And we will three, two, one, pull them up. Um, oh, 
Hot damn. Okay, I got an episode of the Crash Cast podcast, which is hey. uh, the other podcast that Velvet Santa helps advertise for uh, on VHS. So very similar to the episodes of Drive and Speaker Box that he does. Uh, here's an episode of Crash Cast. Uh, what, what did you get? Oh, dude, it's a hard shell. It's just a large, hard shell for Ghostbusters. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see that. Let's see that VHS there. Um, yeah, it's this is a good a good quality copy. Um, let me take that. Whoop! There we go. Ghostbusters got the little rental sticker on it and everything. Let me let me take a look at this Crash Cast one. Um, yeah, it's even got the little like F H E. Uh, he makes these little labels right there. And uh, flood. Wonder what that was. Huh. Wow. There you go. So, all right. Well, thanks again, Velvet Santa, for for more of these VHS treats. Am I wrong? Or do they have a VHS of us in their studio too? I think I saw. I, they do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, yeah. I think Sam held him at gunpoint and was like, <laughs> "You have to put this in the studio." Uh, so, all right. Well, thanks again. Uh, that's our show. We'll see you guys next week, uh, Monday night, eight o'clock Central Standard Time. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share with your friends, download this podcast on the go wherever it is you download your podcast, or uh, you know, subscribe on Twitch. That's pretty fun. It's the best way that, that that we can just monetize this thing, and we can actually play those little videos in the middle and not worry about uh, having um, YouTube take away our, our money. Uh, Rice Ronnie says, "Is there an after show? No, it's just a pre-show." So. Um, He's got a job to go go do. I mean, we we're both work night night people. So, but uh, but if yeah, if you want to keep the thing going, uh, you can always jump into the Discord, which our Discord is either in our um, uh, description or usually usually one of our people will throw up the link in there. So. Um, yeah, jobs blow. Yeah, there are always, uh, always something going on in the Discord, so don't forget to check that out. So anyway, um, yeah, we will see you guys next week. As always, I am Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm the Grip. And we'll see you then. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose... Please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.